Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back everyone. It's time for my favourite time of the week mm. where I get to hang out with my favourite dad, mm. Sips. <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite other, second... You don't need to save it. I understand. I understand. He's, it's P-Flex. Sips um, is full of... The... Did you sniff a flower this morning, Sips? Oh man, did I ever. I sniffed a couple. Like uh, the, the whole um, planet is in bloom today, or at least, well, where I live, because... Uh, well, the sun is out. There's no like hurricane winds. It's not raining and stuff. It's been really nice. It's beautiful. I, I took the dog for a walk around the park and oh. everything's, there's all little tiny flowers everywhere. Yeah. And th- these things are all lurking in the ground, hiding in the grass and all the rest of it. And yeah. now the park is all just, there's tiny little blue flowers and pink flowers. These things that look like a, a tiny little bouquet just springing up all over the place. And there's insects oh. in the air and birds and baby birds and everybody's happy and it's it's wonderful i love yeah. i love spring yeah, yeah i saw a i think i saw a wagtail this morning i think that's what it is it's like this little bird black um, and white and when it lands yeah. it goes boop, 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 and wags its little tail yeah, yeah. I, very I was sweet. like i didn't even know those things were around yeah anymore, you know we're full of the joys of of nature the earth is healing <laughs> It's nice. <laughs> it's nice to have a bit of sunshine on the pavement and just see. I don't know. It's it's good, isn't it? It, it feels it, good. It does feel we saw, great. I saw uh, our local kingfisher the other the other day. Oh yeah. Um, zipping up and down the river, and I saw there's a, a crane that lives around here as well. They're and, all over um, the place in Bristol. Yeah, though. they're, they're, they're see big, them on the big skyline. fucking birds. But uh, yeah, they, they're uh, there's there's <laughs> a few one. that that lurk. Oh, very cl- I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Very clever. Oh, He's in that right, kind right. of mood today, folks. He's, it's one of those. In. It's one of those. Strap get in. the get the personal trainer in, and uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh yeah, you, yeah you've had yeah. another training session as well, have you, P Flex? Uh, I've got my sixth tomorrow. Um, wow. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's wow. good. It's very hard. It's been it's been extremely extremely hard work, but um, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, you're feeling good, good like positive um, very endorphins, very stuff, much like, so coming through. They always say like exercise and. They say like just ticking things off, doing things. Chocolate, chocolate's really good. Chocolate, for that yeah, yeah, that's true. Makes you pretty happy. Sex is it's a good sex. Part of yeah, so. sex yeah, is an excellent one for that. But yeah, it's um most. I, I don't, I don't combine those three. <laughs> I don't. I, I try to combine those three things at the training session, but instead, I'm just doing exercise. I'm not having sex or eating chocolate, uh, which would be presumably the the best workout. Really, because uh, sex is meant to be very good in terms of exercise and endorphins. Chocolate is there's, just there's definitely a lot of overlap in that set of Venn diagram, isn't there? You know, yeah. I think sex counts as exercise and probably also. So does eating chocolate. I mean, you got to lift it and um, you got to put go back to the to the <laughs> box for more and lift it again. So yeah, it's like right. a you know very repetitive uh, exercise, which but it's good for you. You know, like it gets you gets the juices going. Get it gets you get, it gets you your ticker ticking and uh, your juices flowing. Uh, which and is your talker talking. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and it's, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just feeling 
some good energy. Um, it's been it's been tough, I think. It's been for... a weird year, and it's been a weird May as well, weather-wise. And it just oh feels God. good to finally sort of feel like things are going somewhat back to normal a little bit. April uh, was weather... awful. It was yeah. the coldest for a hundred years or something, and then yeah. May was like the wettest ever. It felt like it was just raining every day all the time. Yeah. And now, just at the end of May, I'm hoping. And I, I remember thinking when we were in the middle of lockdown, I thought, fuck me, summer 2021 better be an absolute belter. Like, I want a banging three or four month summer, <laughs> just beautiful days, uh, yeah. occasional rain. That, oh, would yeah. be, that would be nice. Uh, but we, we ain't going to get it. We're going to get one week of good weather and then it'll be shit. Yeah, well, it's this week because this weekend's meant to be really good and stuff this too. Is it. So um, enjoy it, boom. folks. Yeah, enjoy it, it while it lasts. Yeah, well, it'll get you know, right. Right back to being miserable very soon, I'm sure. British summertime. Well, so. You've got, you got to make the most of it. Well, well, we don't get much of it. That's the th I just feel like I'm the same. Like, I, I've said this before, but I feel like I'm... I feel like for a long time I've just been waiting in an airport. I don't know. Do you mean that boring, like, just passing time? Like, yeah. like don't want to get your book out because it's like... Ugh, you don't want to commit to anything because, you know, yeah, something else, something better might come chair. along. Yeah. I think that's just how I've just my general psyche has been in that waiting in an airport phase. Even though like it's not like I would go away that often or would even do that much of it. It's just knowing that I can't. On I don't know. It's just like I just feel you like to have the option. You know, it's nice like, to have. Yeah, the option. I like yeah. to have the option and then choose to stay at home and play video games. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, just I just yeah. like to know that I've chosen that option rather yeah, than it be then, foisted upon me. Exactly. That's it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't have a problem wasting my time, but as long as I'm up for wasting my time, you know what I mean? Like if yeah, somebody else wastes my fully time, my choice. Yeah. If somebody else <laughs> wastes my time, look out. But if I'm wasting my own time, that's fine. That's I'm look good out. With that. What are you yeah. going to do to him? Oh, he's so passive aggressive. Like, uh, <laughs> man, it's just going to be, it's going to be brutal. You better look out, buddy, or I'm going to not return your Christmas cards this year. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ghost you on social media. How about that? Ha ha ha. So I did, I'll tell you what cheered me up this week. I watched the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, what a bad Nice, um, nice, nice. I um, I actually went man. out of my way not to watch it because um, really? I find it infuriating. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. You, it's so you funny. changed the channel. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was a, it was a good year. Um, it wasn't as nuts as some years, but it did, ha did have some absolutely corking Eurovision stuff in from the German entry, which was arguably the worst song I think I've ever heard at a Eurovision. Yeah, um, and what, yeah they win? got Ninja. They got Ninja to sing it, didn't it they? It was bizarre. Was it was bizarre. They it had a giant, so weird. a woman dressed as a giant hand for some reason. And yeah. I mean, I'm I, not speaking German. I didn't know what the uh, the point of the hand was. Maybe they referenced it in the song, but I, I didn't think so. Uh, Graham Norton was on good form. Uh, the Italians were mid-table, and then they went to the public vote, and they'd suddenly won um, and cut to the lead singer doing coke off the table in the middle of the arena, um, and then getting busted for it later. Um, we didn't just get nil point from all the judges and juries. We also didn't get a single point from the public vote, right. so we got absolutely nothing oh it was yeah. so so good i love i enjoyed that because i 
hope that we get Nilpa, right? I go into the competition, and if we get Nilpa, that for me is a victory, right? And we right. didn't just get Nilpa from the juries, we yeah. got Nilpa from the public, Nilpa and that was just like all oh. around. It was and just having the judges read it out as well, uh, the the hosts in the Netherlands read it out, and not really sure how to react because they know that. England is a big audience for Eurovision, right? We're a big sponsor. We kind of don't have to qualify. We just get put through because we give, yeah, them, yeah. We give them money. You know, it's like most people sing in English, you know, it's still, but getting the, oh, it was so, so juicy. I just, I just loved it. Oh, so no, it was a, it was a, it was a night of madness. You know, you can tell there's going to be some folky old, the, the, so Eastern Bloc countries are going to do some folks, classic folk songs in a dance style. Right? Yeah. Like, right. It's almost yeah. like you can get a bingo card together. You can. Like, I mean, the, the yeah, Ukrainian be... entry was le- legit like a, a, a Ukrainian folk song. Um, and it was an absolute banger. If you haven't heard it, go and look it up. It's called Shum, I think. Uh, by a band called Go underscore A. Uh, yeah. And the lyrics are nuts. But I looked up the translation of the lyrics. Let me read this to you. Lyrics. It is like... It's like a kind of like... <laughs> like that. And it was mad. Yeah. So the song, and it's like, very and my aggressive. child was killed by a werewolf in the forest. Right. He was killed, and then my second one went looking. He was also <laughs> killed. killed, and my third one went, went killed. Fourth one killed, fifth one killed. All of my children killed by werewolf. That's what you <laughs> think it's, it's going to be. That's what you think it's going to be. Here's what it actually is. Oh, spring song, spring song. Where have you spent your winter? In the garden, sitting on a maple tree? You've been spinning a shirt. There, on the edge of a forest, an owl is blowing into the water. I'll sing a song. <laughs> Let her hear it. Shum, get twined with periwinkle. I'm singing the Vesnyanka to you. Sowing, 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 sowing hemp plants. Sowing, 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 sowing green ones. So it's like this yes. quite sweet spring song. Yeah. But she looks like a vampire queen surrounded by gremlins. And it's quite morbid as well, sort of generally sounded. It's quite sort of one of those very, I don't know, just very sort of semi-depressing yeah. sort of ideas and you always hear it in eurovision because they, they think that it will conjure up some sort of patriotic field but europe doesn't care europe wants like something weird ish with like kind of but inspirational and so that's so there's always a couple of metal tracks that slip in oh yeah mainly um, from the scandies yeah yeah right, thin, and they're like dressed as orcs and stuff right Normally, right that like was yeah is... so that's lordy they actually did like a little cameo thing where they came and played a little clip. They also had like a 91-year-old woman singing her Eurovision song. Did you see that? Yes, in the they did like the full, let's go back and revisit some classics. Um, they really just got yeah. a load of classic Eurovision entries and, and let them do like 45 seconds each, which was quite fun. So what's the, yeah. what is the, what's the best um, What's the best that the UK has uh, has ever floated well, we've to won it. We Eurovision? Won it was, it Bucks, was it Bucks Fizz though? Was it, the, did they win? I don't win, think they or? won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? Uh, English winners of Eurovision. So we have five winners. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, God, it's quite a while ago. Uh, yes, over, these are a while ago. Over 25 years. Pop, <laughs> puppet on a String by uh, Sandy Shaw. Um, puppet on a String. That one, that one. Boom, bang, a bang. <laughs> this is the bit where your dad sings all the songs <laughs> from fucking Boom, bang, child. a bang by uh, Lulu. Brotherhood of Man's Save Your Kisses for Me. Save All Your Kisses for Me. That one, I guess. Bucks Fizz, making your mind up. That was yeah. Bucks Fizz. And Katrina, was Katrina and the Waves with Love Shine a Light. So we have won it five times. Last time was 1997. Now, I, no, I've been reading a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. kind of a long time ago. I mean, still. well, the French hadn't won since like seventy-seven. And yeah, yet, this the, is the I, thing. That, but again, the French. We've spoken about this before. The French music and the French music industry and French culture generally is so france specific it's, it's very it's french. insanely does not go they can't uh, it, fucking help themselves it can't it, it never extends past france like it, there's just no translation whatsoever like and i'm not even talking about language specific i just mean everything about it with the fucking accordions and whatever like <laughs> jesus christ it's heavy like, on the french very, is true they, they were very close actually, they were this year. so it was switzerland yeah. france they were like neck and neck through the jury votes when it went to the public vote, like the bookies' favourites were France and Italy. So France, they had a good song. It was a good performance. She was she was very uh, like eye catching. Like she was she was she looked like that classic French singer. She had she the, looked like Edith Piaf. Yeah, so, she had a bra. Yeah. Like she was basically just wearing a bra, really belting out. She this, was beautiful. This, but this she had this thing, look like, about it, like with the the short haircut, with that slightly curly kind of French look, kind of slightly wild but manicured. She had she these amazing like, eyes. Um, Morena. What's her name? Marina Baccarin or Lorraine whatever. Kelly. A little bit like that Lorraine Kelly, of, um... yeah. She had that Lorraine, <laughs> Lorraine Kelly thing going on. <laughs> a bit like Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. Very French, you know, classic. Yeah, very French, oh, hello, yeah. it's Lorraine Kelly here for France. I'm going to oh, sing a song for you. Oh, I'm going to sing So, but it was, it was great. Uh, but um, but my, uh, it was a couple great. of people yeah. I know on, on Twitter and a couple of articles I read, the argument that we always make is, Oh, we're never going to win because they ate us. Uh, yeah. France hasn't won for like 50 years or something like that. Like well, I was saying, I mean, like, I, yeah. So I, I, and no I one hates everybody. France. Right, but, oh, but they okay. don't. I mean, there are lots of countries out there that win it that you think they're not going to win it, and they do. So I, yeah. I don't think it's that. Our songs are just shit. We just are not putting good songs in. Um, and there's apparently I, I don't know how. Uh, um, what about like in that Sweden, one? Um, what about that one? We're flying a flag all over the world, and they were all dressed up as uh, as uh, air airplane uh, hostesses mm. and, and stuff like that. Remember? God, that Would you like awful. something to suck on before you land and all the, all that? Do you remember that no, year? That was yes. a fucking real good one. God, I that, don't remember that. that? What was that? Was that? Yeah, I remember that one. God, yeah, that was so it was bad. so fucking see, bad. See, that, that is pandering, right? Though, because sometimes people write a song where they think it'll pander to the yeah. Europe, that's what I mean. I think it, I think England's or 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 the UK, sorry, is stuck in this trench where um, they they're trying to game it because they think they have this big you know you know music industry. They have like all this influence over music. Like, everyone's trying to game it though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, because what you get is you get things that are pop. Like when something wins the next year, people do a similar thing, right? Yeah. Because they think, oh, well, that's one we can do well if we. Sub, you know, we yeah. could potentially win again if break we break it down the to the, so, the basic elements that made that win and try it, but it never works. Well, it has right? been yeah. like for quite a few years, single people, like single people, like like uh, a solo, sing, solo, artist. yeah, yeah. solo artists, right, singing quite strong ballads, right, and so um, this is quite unusual because it's the first group for a while. But you know, it does it does go in cycles. You know, it was like ten years ago or whatever that they had the the metal and. And now it's metal again. And so maybe we'll see a couple I, more metal I, Honestly, I think if you just have good performance and a good song, you're in with a shout. The problem is, like you said, we're thinking, what will the Europeans like? 
and that's almost yeah. impossible to gauge because it's a it's like a billion people yeah. uh, in in Europe or something like that, and you've got all these different countries, and they're not they're not. It's not like the people out there only listen to umpa music if they're from Germany and only listen to <laughs> sure. pick, picking guitar if they're from. But sometimes Spain. it does feel like it's a billion potato farmers voting for you. You know what I mean? Like it's always some weird folk song, like you said, from all these no, countries, no, it's not. And, and, it's not. and they do well, kind that, that's of what well. They submit, but yeah, like they I mean, don't do well. They, those they, folk they, songs. they do all right. Right, but they're not like owning it, and it's not always the biggest country that wins. Like, um, I honestly think it's a lot fairer than we make out, and I think quite often a, a pretty decent song wins. I mean, it's obviously tends to be a little more sort of more populist kind of songs, if you like, that are a bit more sort of like obvious. Sometimes yeah. there'll be a good song that doesn't win, and you think, well, at least you know it was a good. So they give a good account for themselves. They got a decent score. That's enough. Like we're just thinking, we need to just pick something that those stupid Europeans will like, and just writing this shit. Um, I think most often, than if you're a decent singer-songwriter and you come up with a good tune, why the fuck would you waste it on Eurovision? I guess is the way they see it. I don't know how much money you get for winning Eurovision or any. I don't know if the I record think if your sales song is, are big. is good though. Like in terms of um, exposure. It's probably pretty big. But is it credible exposure? No, but it's like being in a cult thing at that point, right? Like, even 50 years from now, they're going to be 90 and people are going to be hiring him for the 2071 fucking, right. you know, Eurovision. But do you want to be known as a band that won Eurovision? That's the no, question. No, but it's like a pension. It's like security for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's quite wholesome. I like Eurovision. I think it's good fun. I I'm sure there's other examples, it. but I'm I, but like I uh, for me every time I think of of Eurovision and I think of a band that did well off the back of Eurovision is obviously ABBA, right? Like they right, they right. went on to become this like phenomenon. Sort of, yeah, huge classic um, group uh, with uh, with numerous like number one singles, whatever. Um and um and Eurovision was really the start for them, wasn't it? Like that I, I think yeah. it, I think you might you might they be right. Exploded. I think that if you're if you're already established and you do terrible at Eurovision, oh, yeah. that like could be a blow like to when Madonna your could, turned yeah. up at Eurovision and that yeah. was a disaster. Well, and then uh, like I was saying before, Andrew Lloyd Webber made a song for Eurovision which didn't do very well. No, and there's been didn't. a couple of other ones. Didn't Simon Cowell at some point try to throw Maybe. his his lot in as well, or 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 he Probably. he backed somebody and uh, and they were sure that they were going to do really well and they did terribly. You know, I'm whatever. sure yeah, I'm right. sure that Morrissey was going to write a song for for Britain for Eurovision, uh, but changed his mind because well, he, this year Bill Bailey said he's going to give it a go. I would yeah. love um, that, honestly. Just fucking have a go. Like, that, sure, we should but send again, someone it's... that's actually representative of Britain. Bill Bailey is representative of Britain. He get is, him out. But I, I just again, like, I don't know if it's you know, it's if it's the same as the sort of French thing, like Bill Bailey. I'm I'm not sure what his translation would be to the rest of Europe, sort of thing. Like he's, you know, of course everybody in the UK knows him. He's very funny. He's he's very good. But like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, is a German audience going to find him funny or even understand? Well, like, what they he's... wouldn't find any of them funny, as we no. know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's the thing. I don't. There's. I think there's like some translation issues there for sure. You know, like it's, it doesn't matter. I don't think it, it doesn't. Matters. No, ultimately it doesn't. But like, I don't know. I just feel a bit bad for bill bailey to like do that and and, no. and it potentially just completely bomb you know what i mean well, the, 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 we've bill had bailey some is, of this before like, here's the thing like, if he's not beloved in europe 
If he's not beloved in Europe, as you're saying, what the fuck does he care if he bombs at Eurovision? Everyone that loves Bill Bailey is going to think it's the best thing ever. I love Bill Bailey. Yeah. I would love to see him at the Eurovision. It would be, it would be funny for sure. But I don't know. I just feel like I, I'm putting myself in the shoes and just thinking like, if it wasn't a sure thing, like you, you okay, you know, you're, t you're talented. You know, you could probably write a pretty good song, but sometimes, especially Eurovision, it feels like there's external factors that are kind of stacked against you already anyway even if your song was perfect and you and and amazing and you know you'd still get no no votes or whatever you have to just think like is it fucking worth it like you were yes. saying like is it, it is it actually funny. even fucking worth it like I, yes. I you know he could just go and do like a stand up that would be even funnier and probably more well received than like just flopping on Eurovision. You I, I don't I mean? think he would. I don't think it would affect his fan base. I think people, his fans would love to see Bo Bailey there. Yeah. He's a comedian, so I think he could, it would be funny. Him failing yeah, horribly yeah. would be hilarious in itself. Yeah. And he knows that. I think it's a win win well, This is the thing. Do you remember? So there was a, there was a comic, uh, Ireland comic called Dustin the Turkey, who was <laughs> like a puppet. Do you remember? But they said that because they wanted to lose. Like they legit they wanted sent, to lose. They said a song called Ireland Doos points <laughs> they, they wanted to lose because they had done it i think they'd won back to back and father ted did an episode about this where they were like we have to lose send in the shittest song we can find oh yeah because if we win again it's this is going to cost us too much money he's going to pay to put this fucking thing well, on. this is the plot of the eurovision movie as well um in iceland because like part of the plot is that they don't they they if they if they if they win and have to host in iceland it will bankrupt the country right. that's the idea i mean that that's right. why they entered dust in the turkey who is like i guess he's kind of like zig and zag and roll on the rat it's like if you live in ireland you'll know him you know he's probably had a novelty record pops up on telly you know, and now we're joined by our, our correspondent, uh, Dustin the Turkey. And in comes <laughs> Dustin the fucking Turkey. And everyone's like, you know, yeah, all right, it's Dustin the Turkey. He's like, people make a career out of being these sort of goofy characters. I mean, think of Rod Hull and Emu. You don't see it as much nowadays, to be fair. But in the 70s and 80s, you could just have a puppet and a stupid name, and that was it. You'd get booked. For for TV. Oh my god, you're right. They they've won it three times in a row in Ireland. They won it in nineteen ninety three, ninety four, ninety. They were like, 90, this has yeah. to stop. Oh <laughs> an my incentive. god! And then yeah. again in ninety six. Yeah, oh my god. So they won it four times in like six years. The lovely oh horse god. thing on uh, on Father Ted was <laughs> classic. So it was so play funny. the fucking note. That's my favorite bit when they're writing <laughs> their song and pulling out. Man, what what else? Uh, yes. I like when he has oh, the when he has the uh, the dream or the nightmare with the full song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking. The kaleidoscope horse at the end. <laughs> the sax solo. But, then, but he wakes up and he says, we have to lose that sax solo. And they've been having the same dream somehow. Like, that's the, the weirdest thing is that he, he talks to uh, Dougal. He's like, Dougal, we got to lose that sax solo. And Dougal's like, yeah, Ted. It's like they were having the same dream. Like, that's so, such a weird thing to have happen in a, in a show. I don't know why that always stuck with it's me. A, oh, it's man. a great show. And uh, I didn't realise why... I didn't quite realise the the, the the history behind that. I didn't realise that Ireland had won it that many times and that was sort of the part of it. But I, it makes a lot of sense. There's, I guess there's a lot of... Eurovision has been... I don't know, it's been going a long time. It's got this kind of campy sort of... It's almost like a sort of gay icon as well. It's very very inclusive in terms of, like, gender and also, like, just everything. It's, it's yeah, just yeah. super inclusive and, like, really just nice. Like, and, 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 and it doesn't really matter. Like, no one really, like, didn't vote for Israel or whatever because of what's going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't feel like that. But, I don't know, the whole contest, like, was just full of little bits of 
joy. Like like you said, like seeing the guy potentially snorting cocaine. It turns out he wasn't actually doing drugs. Um, oh, really? It's like it, it's like there's more news about him not doing drugs than him doing drugs. Because I heard that he um, was busted for it. Is that not the case? No, he got he had to do a drug test and they came back negative. Yeah, so right. he, apparently they dropped a glass on the floor or something. But I just thought it was the most metal thing ever to have him just snorting cocaine <laughs> yeah. live on the office oh, fucking I just I just loved that like I was just like fully believed it at the time it just made the drama so much more agreed they had like a couple of um stage sort of last last year remember they had people invaded the stage a couple times so, like, there's always this stuff happening it's just so it's bonkers so cool it's just so 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 bad as well like um it's bonkers but man it's just the, hilarious uh, there, yeah there was a have you seen the Eurovision movie um, no, I started watching it and I couldn't finish it. I watched another film this week instead. I recommend you get through it because it is actually worth. It's it's just worth. It's it's not a good movie. This but is the it one is, with Will Ferrell. Yes, yeah, I, I yes. couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I, I don't mind Will Ferrell, but I, I honestly, it was just it left me absolutely cold within like half an hour, and I was like, I can't watch this. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I got the same a lot feeling. of people uh, uh, felt like that about it, right? But I, it got. I got. I got. I actually, by the time I got to the end of it, I was. I I changed my mind on it, and but I. But you quite, quite like that it superstore good. show. And that's not been particularly well received, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's quite again, like it's it's got good bits though. I think it's just it's kind of it's got it's, it's hit and miss, right? I think, I think when you have these big things that are made by a huge group of people, you know, when you got when you're making the Eurovision film, I I can imagine the amount of checks that thing had to go through, you know, <laughs> yeah, before it was do you, do you allowed think to be put that out. Because Christ. of our year in lockdown and we've watched everything that there is to watch, that our acceptance of shit things has reached a peak, so that now our our standards are low. We're like, if you can entertain me for an hour and a half, good on you. Like, that's great. Go for it. This this bad movie is now elevated because we're so starved of content. We've watched everything. Oh, okay. Good point. Oh, good point. Because I started watching. Um, I watched the first season of Patriot this week. Patriot, uh, which is like, which is like this kind of it's an, an American like show. Of, well, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a comedy drama sort of thing about this sort of CIA agent kind of doing a doing a mission and how. Oh man, it's it's like a proper black comedy, and it's just very, very, very good, very good. It's got uh, Locke in it from Lost, Terry oh, yeah. Quinn, and um, a few other people that I recognise. But man, I just, I just really love it. John I think it's great. Mrs. F has it's been just... watching The Bureau, which is a French uh, uh, sort of Le spy, spy. Le Bureau. Le Bureau. She said it is très bien. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Le I'm Bureau. excited. That's, that's good. I'll watch that then but after But it, it being um, a French show, there's lots of fucking in it. Like, they're always yeah. shagging each other and everything. And right. Yeah, I think that's really funny. I've been watching yeah. uh, the uh, the comedy uh, Motherland, which my oh, wife yeah. likes. Yes, which has been, I'm on episode four. It's pretty it's, funny. Don't you find that it's a little too close to home at times? Like, Oh, my God. Every fucking episode is. It's just like the any interaction they have with the school is just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the world has just gone fucking mad. It feels like, but oh, it's, uh, just, it's represented I, very, very humorously through uh, Motherland for sure. It's good. It's a really. It's it is a really funny show. And, I've also um, been enjoying the new series of um, this time with Alan Partridge, which oh. feels like it wouldn't be funny because Alan Partridge is such a such a sort of like old thing or whatever. But man, it's still so funny. Like it's. I'd say that there's at least a moment in every episode where I'm actually like uh, l laughing quite a bit. Like it's just the okay. the lead up and writing and everything is really is it really a little good. too cringy at times? Because I watched the first series. This is the one where he's on the daytime show. Yeah, I he's think. doing it's the. Like, it's like, like the one Dave show. Morgan, it's basically yeah. making fun of the one show the entire right. time. 
Um, oh, fucking hell. It, but it's, it's, Which is it, total garbage. It, exactly. But like it's it's represented uh, very well in 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 You don't like the Alan one show? Well. It's so upbeat and jazzy. Woo! And then the little tiny audience, yay! Yeah, oh, welcome yeah, yeah. to the one show. This week we've got, and you could like, there's like 10 names you could chuck in that are guaranteed to be on the one show yeah. this week. This weekend we've dug up the corpse of Keith Chegwin. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say. He's coming to us naked from a mountaintop. It's, it's, it's very it's like, funny. It's very, right. it's very Alan Partridge, you know, like, like it's got... Lynn is in it, and uh, but it's it's basically him working, you know, on the show. So like, you have the the actual show itself, which is pretty ridiculous, and then you know when they're when they're like, you know, they have like sixty minutes or sixty seconds in between segments or whatever, you know, like, and they they get up and they go get a drink, and so you get all like those bits and stuff as well, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's just it's the usual, like it is it is cringe at parts or whatever but man it's it's very funny like the the alan partridge character is always like uh pretty 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 well written he's and a great sort character of, yeah consistent consistently very sort of uh you know like his his arseholeish self sort of thing you know what i mean like it's 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 good it's good for sure like he, you uh, know it's, it's, it's weird yeah. he, he kind of reminds me of michael scott from the office in that He's desperate to be good at something. He's a, he's a bit different from Michael Scott, but they yeah. both have the same drive to be loved and to be successful. Yeah. But they don't know how to get there. No, either. My, they Michael, sort of stumble uh, along. Michael Scott's a bit more vulnerable, though. Like Alan yes. Partridge is like a fucking fortress of multi-layer defenses, right? Like, he, yeah. like nothing gets to him because he's too much of a fucking asshole. He's yeah, too like much collapsing to, yeah, to suffer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So like, there's like differences for sure, but... I'm I'm always amazed uh, at how well written it is. You know what I mean? Like like just everything. Like the dialogue is is always very funny. It's very good, and just all of the the the, the different bits. Like you know, like the recurring characters. Like there's this one character that no matter what she will disagree with him like just on principle and right. but she'll always agree with jenny like the co-host so like <laughs> right. jenny will say something she'll be like oh yes exactly but then if alan says something even if it's right she's like well not quite and like but this this fucking irks him like hardcore because he knows oh what she's God. doing everybody yeah. knows someone like that it's so, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it's, i'm i'm definitely like that some, yeah some it's lots of well. little bits like that but they're all really funny they're not overdone you know like they come back when they need to sort of thing and it's just it's it's just pretty good like i'm not saying it's the most amazing okay, thing but I'll give it a look. yeah no it's worth it for sure like steve, steve coogan is tips, genuinely guys. pretty funny so it's not a it's not a bad show so I, I watched i watched the film this week the worst film that i've seen in a long time right for many many reasons i watched a film as well that was pretty terrible but we'll go through the, we'll see if they were the same my Let's one was army of the dead by Zack yes Snyder. right <laughs> It's the same movie. The same thing. We both watched it, so, yeah. and we both thought it was terrible. It okay, was cool. so bad on so many levels. And oh. I, I've watched a few Zack Snyder films. I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love, I think, which is one that people talk to me a lot about. Uh, that was, was pretty good. I, well, I've only seen it once, and I saw it when it came out, but I remember liking it at the time. All right. I was it kid, looks but... awful. Like The trailer made me yeah, really not yeah. want to see it. But um, I, I remember watching 300 and thinking... 
this is pretty, you know, it's pretty stylishly shot, but we haven't really seen anything like it. Um, and I, I was a big fan of uh, it's based on a Frank Miller uh, comic book, right? Like, um, yeah. And I, I was a big yeah. Frank Miller fan at the time, so I was like, you know, this is this is pretty pretty good and pretty close and all the rest of it, and um, sort of captured the essence of the the, the comic in a lot of ways. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was all right. And I thought, well, you know, well, when you've right. got when you've got a comic, book, right, it's going to look the a source material way. is kind of fairly like strict on the story as well, right? right? Whereas I feel like Zack Snyder's approach to story is. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the biggest fucking like. I just think that's how he wrote the story. Oh, it's just, unbelievable! Just so for, for anyone who hasn't the seen fucking it, page. Here's oh here's the, here are the, the 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 key points, if you like, is the army is transporting this king zombie who is in a box with just a hatch. The, this box looks like something out of World War Two. I don't know why they haven't put him in something more secure. <laughs> He's just on, on top of a van, on the top of a flatbed van, driving through the desert. There's an accident. The zombie escapes, and it runs to the nearest city, which is Las Vegas. This is the opening scene. Cut to a very long opening montage sequence of Vegas being overrun by zombies. Um, there's like zombie Elvises. There's zombie cabaret dancers and all the rest of it. Now, at this point, I'm thinking maybe he's going to go for a kind of action comedy thing. It's zombies. It's Las Vegas. That has to be a comedy, right? No. The film is played dead straight, very serious. There is no characterization for anybody past the montage. So the opening montage basically tells you roughly who these characters are. Dave yeah, Bautista yeah. is a badass. There are other badasses as well. One of them has an angle grinder. That appears to be his entire character. There are some tough looking ladies. They manage to get out. 10 minutes of exposition later, they're going back in and they have to go in to basically break into a bank vault and steal a load of money and they get to keep half of it. That's the setup. Right. No, no spoilers. So yeah, we won't, we won't no spoilers, spoilers, but but, but it's because it's worth what I think. Honestly, it's worth watching. It's like a popcorn. I could always smell the popcorn when I was watching this movie because it feels like that kind of just cinema dumb. Like it, everything oh, right from the opening scene, though, it's so dumb. Like the the opening scene. Okay, go on, Sips. Just before I go to the opening, no, it's just uh, just re right just reminded me that uh, our cinema is open here now, so I can actually oh, go oh, and you go. Uh, well, you get that sweet popcorn. Don't don't watch this. Popcorn it, don't, it, don't it watch is this. Limited it's actually going to take my kids to see the new Peter Rabbit movie, uh, which is a little bit more Ooh. appropriate for their yeah. age. Uh, but I, I would advise nobody to watch this movie. Like at all. I would advise everyone to watch this movie because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But it's so like, it's actually offensively bad. I mean, there there are moments in this film that that I was head in hands at how bad it was. The tone of the film. The joy. No, like, it's not. Oh there's no God. joy. There's no joy there to is, him playing joy zombie something terrible. by the Cranberries at the end of the film. Zombie is a oh, film it's... about the troubles. Is, is a song about the troubles in Ireland, right? You know, whatever you want about the Cranberries, you can say we like. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, like, it's like, which song should I put in at the end of the film? <laughs> I type in zombie song into Google and, that's and where I put that song in my movie. That's literally <laughs> it. Like, that's the only link between that song and zombies is it's called zombie. So he's like, well, that's got to go in. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. There's no more thought to it than that. Song called zombie, me play song. Press play. And it, like, it it, is there's that multiple dumb. times yeah. where the, the music choice is, is so literal and so awful, and he's he's obsessed with this camera that well, he has. Well, there's nothing worse though. It might uh, that sounds pretty bad, but you have to still the 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 prize for worst uh, use of music or song has to go to every remix of uh, of Ready or Not by the Fugees, where it's got like you know it's got like the. 
and then radio you know it's like a like a lead up to like a like a doomsday or something like that have you ever heard that yes. have you ever heard this yes they do that all the time yeah. like but it when, sounds like a when kid it's singing to, it or something when it's between? about to kick off fuck yeah. me I, I, like, every time i see that uh a, a part of me dies honestly like it just sometimes it, sound design is you can tell like the guys in the foley back end have just sort of searched for a, a simple search term that is the worst the music one doesn't me. fit at all yeah. I've, oh, I've actually found so something on my yeah. desktop that I'd kind of forgotten about, and I'd written uh, Zack Snyder's Lord of the Rings uh, after seeing uh, Army of the Dead. I was obviously so angry, I went and wrote a, a, a summary of the key moments from Zack Snyder's Lord of the Rings, if you would like to hear Is it. this a fictional thing that you just made yes, up? I, so I, yes, I okay. made so, this right. up. So if Zack Snyder directed Lord of the Rings, right. he basically wouldn't have even picked up the book. Exactly. He would have this just is gone, all covered in it. Yeah. <laughs> vomited out like right. this garbage so there are a few okay. things that you'll notice the, these are the things that i think Zack snyder is obsessed with anyway here we go lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring the Zack snyder cut a 17 hour film summary of key moments because army of the dead is over two and a half hours long right Just i know okay i'm thinking about scene it. scene one yeah enter boromir played by henry cavill he's topless he is lifting some heavy barrels of mead and sweating in slow-mo boromir Ugh. hi i'm boromir i'm a total badass don't even look at me Sam, played by Ryan Reynolds. Extreme close-up. We're best friends, Boromir. Don't ever forget that. Scene two. An orc shoots Boromir with an arrow when he dies a slow death, staring into the eyes of Dave Bautista, who plays Gandalf. Why? Why, man? I had so much to live for. You're a good man, Boromir. I'm sorry, brother. Gandalf pounds the earth with his fist and shouts, Why? Boromir dies. Gandalf takes one last look at his corpse, then rips off his shirt, unsheaths his eight-foot-long sword, and kills 30 orcs to the tune of I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross. <laughs> Sam charges into battle alongside Gandalf to avenge his fallen friend. Sam is topless. Scene three, the prancing pony. Enter the fellowship, which is all together now, but we don't need to know how or why. Barkeep. Whoa, I heard you guys are badasses. I don't want to mess with you. Shut up, my best friend died, shouts Gandalf. Here's your usual drink, Gandalf. Thanks, says Gandalf, giving the barkeep a weak smile. You're the best. Lingering shot of the barkeep. Lingering shot of Gandalf. A sunset. A montage of people coming and going in the bar as Gandalf drinks his beer slowly to the tune of You're My Best Friend by Queen. Five-hour scene of Gandalf and Sam in extreme close-up, talking in the wilderness somewhere in Middle-earth. They laughed, they cry, they lift heavy things. The entire back catalogue of the Rolling Stones plays at deafening volume during this scene. Scene four. Yep. Sauron and Saruman are in a cave with Gollum. Gollum, it's me, Sauron. Urgh, I'm so evil. Here, you can have the ring. Then take it and let them get it. Then lure them here so I can get the ring. But first try to convince them to fight each other. Then Saruman, you get an army of march on them. But you'll probably lose. But don't worry, because Gollum is going to bring the ring back. And then we'll escape in a helicopter. We have 24 hours. Move, move, move. <laughs> Sauron, this plan is unnecessary and elaborate. And I... Ah! Sauron kills. Saruman and looks at Gollum. Anyone else want to complain? A sunset. Gollum skips across rocks to the rocky theme because he's in a rocky place. Lingering shot of Sauron watching Gollum leave with the ring. Sauron cries. Scene five, the battle of whatever. The battle goes on for one hour and 15 minutes. Every single kill on the battlefield is shown in excruciating detail. If someone is dying, we stay with them until they draw their last breath, even if that means a 10 minute close up. The Oliphants arrive to the tune of Nelly the Elephant and proceed to kill a thousand of the Rohirrim in a lengthy montage. 73 close ups of people getting splattered under the elephant's legs in time with the line stomp, stomp, stomp from the song. A zombie elephant sends oh. up. The head orc with the fucked up head says, get them, and the orcs do. But then Dave Bautista arrives and kills everyone. Gimli is seen for the first time in the trilogy. He is not seen again until the final shot. Scene six, 
This is the first time Frodo has spoken in the film. Damn this ring, he says. But Sam grabs it off him and swallows it. Grabs Frodo, grabs Gollum, and they fall together in a five-minute slow-mo shot to the tune of Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Everything explodes, Gandalf is okay, and we see him back at the bar drinking a pint and twirling the real ring. The end. Wow, oh my, my god. god. If he's oh listening right now, he's probably like, how did this guy steal all my great ideas for this? He's, he's, you, you're, That's you, it. You how has he it. got his hands on my script? That's the Snyder Cut. Fucking worthless piece of shit director. If you're a Zack Snyder fanboy, please stop listening to this podcast. Is, I hate um, you. Okay, is, is, is the Snyder Cut, is this the thing to do with, uh, with the DC Comics something yeah. or what, or whatever that everybody was talking about? He is did that, this remake he, of, was it Man of Steel or fucking Justice League? Just, Justice, Justice League. Right? I know nothing about this other than people com complaining about it and talking about it at it's one like point. It's like four hours long or some dumb shit like right. that. And well, he, he, he originally directed it and it was terrible because apparently he, he was out of his control and it would have been perfect if he'd been allowed to do it all and so you know he they were like it and fuck it you terrible. here you go have a go and he fucked it up and it was awful nice yeah he, he so, so he used yeah. this special lens on army of the dead you'll notice it the the depth of field you know you know depth so, of field army, of so he, he redid army of the dead because no, 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 this is his movie this is he's called it army of the dead even though there is an army of the fucking dead movie sam yeah. sam uh Raimi, right but he also did dawn of the dead back in he the, did the remake, remake of, of dawn of the dead in 2004 yeah, yeah. but army of the dead is is an evil dead that's from the evil dead universe. okay so this army universe. of the dead is a zombie movie yeah right and they, i don't know why it's called army of the dead so really it's, it's a zombie heist movie right so in vegas they have to rob a bank from a, a it's very convoluted uh in a, but in a very serious way yes right. it takes itself it's not, it's not comedy this is not a comedy film all right it's very serious the whole way through oh, there's the man. whole hollywood stuff of people crying and dead wives and dead daughters and don't no, no sacrifice me i'll stand in the corridor it's, like it's 10 unbelievable yards from you and sacrifice myself it's like the tropiest shit is it's trash yeah i i waste a lot of time watching shit but i'm glad that i'm not really don't, uh don't. In, into like these kinds of movies because i would never like seek these out you know what i mean like yeah. I, off the back of a very good recommendation from a trusted source i might watch it but like <laughs> i would never be like hmm gonna try this like i would never bother with like and like half of I these mean, movies I, I watched the godzilla versus um king kong movie because i i quite enjoy seeing this kind of shit because it makes me feel angry and i i kind of <laughs> like, love, like to that. feel angry about a bad movie it, it reminds it, me that i'm alive it, it's interesting i didn't yeah. hate the movie like i i it kept my attention just but i was i was continually out of the i had to watch it from like a detached perspective do you know what i mean because of how ridiculous it was and how and i could it's almost like a challenge to find the plot hole because there's so many plot holes. It's so, You're like, bad. so, so this guy's doing this. So why didn't he just do this like 20 minutes it's ago? Like, it's you know unbelievable. Like, no one behaves. They behave in such. Everyone is. I don't know. It's 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 garbage. But in a, in but there, a really there, watchable way. There is a way. moment that sums it up for me in that it, he's made this two hour and um, two and a half hour long movie. There's a character in the film. I don't even remember her name. I don't remember why she's there with them. And she turns to him at one point, to Dave Bautista's character, this is pretty much her only scene in the film, and says, I'm not here for the money, I'm here for you. And he smiles, lift door opens, zombie comes out and breaks her neck. End of character. <laughs> That's her arc. Her arc is 20 seconds long. It's the first real time we've seen her speak. I love you, Dave. And she's dead at the end of the sentence. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And Dave Bautista's character is now 
this is a big motivation for him and he's angry and everything and you think i can't feel anything if i don't know the fucking people i don't even know their names it's so terrible oh, it's, it's just i know I don't, but it, this guy's being given hundreds of millions of dollars to make movies and somehow they're generating profit what's going on people it's demo it's all demographics man like that's the thing you know we're not uh we're not the target demographic for a lot of this stuff is what i'm coming to realize he's not making a movie to be enjoyed by a 40 year old man he's making Making a movie to be enjoyed by a ten-year-old kid uh, who's going with his mum who doesn't know anything about movies. That's maybe. What, that's but that's his the his point. films maybe. don't feel like they're made for kids. There is a scene in this yeah. film where a zombie pulls a dead zombie baby from the belly of the zombie queen. Right. That, that happens in the film. <laughs> okay, so maybe like a fifteen-year-old or a sixteen-year-old. It's an eighteen movie. Yeah. And I thought. This okay, is yeah. actually going to be pretty no, that's, cool and that's gory, about right. and it wasn't. That's about right, because you you weren't uh, you weren't eighteen plus when Pulp Fiction came out, and you saw it, right? You were probably like I, I was I mean, eighteen oh, right, plus. Okay. I'm older than you think, but yes, it, but, uh, that was a great we, example, though. Yeah, of, that's like, a movie a that, that movie. you you saw that movie um, ahead of when you should have seen it, right? Because it came Pulp out, Fiction? everybody was talking. Yeah, it was no, huge. No, no, I was came. old. I was old enough. To I see know that. you were, but I'm saying like probably oh, Lewis. Lewis probably saw it before he was eighteen. I saw it before I was. Eight, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just because yeah, it's yeah. an eighteen. Right. Same with like it was shocking. Yeah, it right. was shocking. At I will the time, say this though: sure, you yeah, don't get many eighteens made these days. Like you, you really don't. And I think it's that one scene that made it an eighteen. Because I've seen a lot more violent films with like all kinds of gore and everything, and they're not eighteens. Yeah, so well, I it think was kind of weird that it was. I think violence and gore specifically is isn't always enough to to propel it over the eighteen Agreed. rating. It's it's subject matter, right? Like if you're dealing with like sensitive issues, like right. uh, abuse and stuff like that, then it it might be like considered yeah, yeah. over eighteen. But just just violence, like action sequences and stuff like that, isn't enough on its own to make it's it weird because it used to be like it used to be in the 80s they would cut the theatrical yeah. release in this country would often have scenes cut from it uh because it was too gory i think commando the arnold schwarzenegger movie there's a scene where he decapitates a bloke or chops the top of his head yeah. off with a saw blade that he throws at him which is amazing yeah uh, i'm pretty sure they cut that anything to do with throwing stars was cut in the 80s uh, they, it's, it's, it's it's not consistent <laughs> anywhere like uh, like more so in in america i think because you have uh you, you you'll have on tv generally a lot of violence um you know they, they'll have no problem showing it, like it police chasing hard. a guy down mm. in a car shooting him with a gun and stuff like that but then they have to blur nipples and censor right. swearing you know what i mean it's like okay well i mean you might as well just go full hog at this point like <laughs> yeah. if, the, if the guns are out and stuff you might as well just be showing a couple of nips and um you know yeah. you know not bleeping the swearing well, or whatever it doesn't make it much is, sense it is tough to like pitch that tone right because even like a six-year-old is being shown avengers movies right and they're they've got violence in and so by the time they're 10 they're playing cod war zone and I, I i was uncomfortable playing did i tell you i was uncomfortable playing that because like the way it works is you, cod war zone. you, you shoot people they go down and, and then, then they get back up again and then you shoot them again and then they go down and then they're back up again and yeah i know yeah i've played war zone no, it's frustrating you to, as hell you have to you have to shoot them a lot when they're crying on the floor surrender like oh, dying. right no like, but the some thing guy is, dies 
You have to shoot him Nobody like four ever or five times that game, more. Though, Lewis. That's the thing. That's the point. Oh. They had, there's like a well, million but, get out of jail cards in that game. I know. I know there are. But the point is that when I was playing it, it felt like I was constantly executing a prisoner. Wow. Because <laughs> like someone has... Yeah. Like, it, it, like, do you know what I mean? It, it made me feel like I was making these choices. It was forcing me, in fact, to make these choices. It was forcing me to see someone was... Uh, sh- shoot someone, they're injured, and then shoot them five more times. Now, if you if I was watching a movie and the hero shot a guy and then he was dying <laughs> yeah. on the floor yeah. like say don't kill me don't kill me yeah. and you shot him again five more times okay with a machine gun to make sure he was dead that would be an 18 age rating yeah. but yeah well for that, Cod that's Wilson, my that's, problem with that is John the gameplay Wick. i'm doing that i'm not it's not like that once per movie that happens i'm doing that 10 times in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah right or more you're not getting like, 10 I, kills in warzo come on man. i'm not sure that cod necessarily should be an 18 uh but at the same time i i, I wouldn't let my son play it for uh well while I, he i'm was just young, saying for sure i don't know what it should be yeah. but you're right that it, there is an interesting moral quandary that the hero in this game you now basically kills downed enemies is pretty <laughs> fucking brutal yeah when you think it about is, it it yeah. is horrible like I, I found myself i just i guess people just blank it out and it just becomes part <laughs> of the game just that crying you're doing, but... oh my God! I, can't, I can't go through with it <laughs> but it's just that constant idea of just like shooting people then shooting them when they're down yeah, right like that visceral nature of it's not like it's really like this blood going everywhere or i'm just decapitating them or i'm you know giving them or any of this it's more just like the act of shooting someone who's it's surrendering a it's 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 an interesting take that you you have a moral issue with it when for me the anger just came from thinking <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> gameplay mechanics yeah i just it's like i just yeah. you have a gun you shoot a guy he should be dead <laughs> like why is he falling down on the ground and crawling around and getting revived and the parachuting back in after his 1v1 in the goo- like what is it what world do we live in where you're given so many chances to frustrate other people <laughs> it's it's crazy yeah. the, the the point of the game is to ruin other people's fun pretty much a lot a lot of shooters are kind of it's just it's it's I'm, just i insane. guess what i'm saying is that we don't know what is like and also then the young adult genre of hunger gamesy things where there's a lot of these i watched a little thing on netflix this week called Alice in Borderline, I think it's like um, it's like a it's like a it was like a comic or something originally, but it's now a kind of battle royale. It feels very like a modern battle royale. Royale, um, by, <laughs> by royale. which I mean the OG battle royale. Do you remember the battle royale, royale. from we. from yes from a, the OG Do you remember one? PUBG. I watched that when I was I watched that when I was a teenager, right. and that was like pretty pretty violent, very pretty gory. It's all like the it's Hunger Games is all based on the sort of idea of a battle. Oh, absolutely, royale. complete complete rip off. Yeah. But that's kind of become like kid stuff now. Do you? We're raising a generation of of kids who think like Last Man Standing. I wonder how brutal they're going to be when they enter the workforce. Well, yeah, no, but it, I just I just we, we you got to understand that you know you got to amp this stuff up. You know, if that's not what what it. What is the next logical step for an an adult who's been brought up on Hunger Games style blood? Oh and man, core? you know like, all those I mean, things that like your your dad used to say to you that you just thought like, oh, my dad doesn't know what he's talking about, sort of thing. You know when he gave you like the the talk about how like enjoy school because oh God, it's a lot better this is, than this working is me and right stuff. now. Right. Um, I, I actually had about. the exact same conversation with my son the other day. He's like, oh, I don't really want to go to school, and I was like, honestly, if I could go back and go to school, I would go because it's much better than working 
uh, when you're an adult. Like you should. It's crazy, right? Like they say that youth is uh, is 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 wasted, wasted on, on the young, the, yeah. on the young, and it's so true, right? Like because I guess it's relative and and it's context at the time or whatever. Like I didn't like going to school either, but now looking back, I was like, oh man, I would I would go to school. Like it was so easy. <laughs> Holy crap! Like it's just compared to like having to be an adult, it's just. It's it's insane, right? So I had to have the exact same conversations. Like, enjoy school while while it's in because it goes really quick, and then all of a sudden you're not going to school and you're going to work, and work really sucks. And he's like, oh okay, but like you can tell he just d- didn't like understand or wasn't listening or whatever. Yeah. But man, if only there was a way that you could really instill this wisdom into your into your kids and uh, and and make them like in- savor the moment more, kind of thing, right? Because yeah, holy crap, uh, like uh. The workplace is such a nightmare. Fuck. I'm so glad that, like, I don't have to actually work with uh, people or go to, like, an office or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, like, I've tried it, to make so the point lucky. to my kids that um, I, I hated I hated school and I hated doing my A-levels and then I hated university, mainly because I wasn't studying what I actually wanted to study. I had it fixed in my mind that you had to get a degree or an education in something that you actually eventually wanted to end up doing for the rest of your life. Yeah. That that was it. What you chose at 16, 17 or whatever in terms of A-levels, and then what degree you chose, that's it. You're locked on that path. And that was hammered into us as like career advice and all the rest of it at school. And it was their career advice was fucking awful. All the career advisors we saw were, were fucking awful at their job. Not one of them encouraged you it's not a, to it, find it, something you enjoyed doing. They were like, right, what pays well and what are you good at? So well, that's It's it one then. of those jobs that's just not really a job, right? Like, it should be. You, it's it, important. It, it should be, but in most cases, those people get that job and they're just clinging on for dear life. Yeah, they don't right? give a shit. They're like, I really oh don't my God, I can't believe I get a salary for like doing this nothing job. Um, it's just awful. Fuck, it, I have to justify this and make sure that I can keep this one somehow. Because there's just not really that much to do, right? I mean, I'm sure if you're a good career advisor, or you're out there and you're you're you know you're earning your money or whatever. Fair enough. But like the ones at school in my uh, in my experience were like you said, just terrible. Like it's just it's stupid. It was yeah, a waste of time. It, it was awful. I, I honestly think they'd given up and they they didn't actually not not. At any point, did they encourage you to do something you actually wanted to do? No. They had obviously been told, whatever you do, don't encourage them uh, to do something that isn't like a really, you know, uh, straight-laced, tie-and-shirt career, because that's not what we want to represent. And you'll annoy the parents or whatever. So you give them shit advice, because let's be honest, the most important advice you're going to get is from your parents. Yeah. And they're the ones who are like gatekeepers for what you want to do and stuff. So I've just tried to say to my kids, look, just do all the subjects, try to do well in your exams early on, and then you'll be rewarded by be able to choose. You can go to university and do a three, four-year course, do extra after that if you want. It's something you really love and are interested in. Yeah. Don't fucking just make a choice based on what some dickhead tells you, and definitely don't feel you have to decide now what you want to do with the rest of your life. That's the best advice you could give, and you never get it. I, I think never it's, got that it's, it's kind of weird that you end up going to university as uh, as early as you do in life, right? Like, uh, oh, like when- bizarre. When you're in your early 20s, like you're you you're changing a lot, right? Like think of how much you changed from 20 to 30, for example. Huge amount. Yeah. Yeah, and like and and you're already sort of putting yourself like on a very strict trajectory for something that you think you want to do for the rest of your life at the age of 20. That's crazy. Right? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like you of course you're going to change your mind and flip-flop a couple of times and 
there's going to be ups and downs and stuff. That's life, right? Like it's, I guess, I guess the best you can do is just sort of get a degree in something to prove that you are capable of further yeah. education. But if it's something then, you find interesting, yeah. then it's also not a complete waste of time. Like you, you'll do much better in a degree that you're interested in yeah. because you'll do the extra work. This is interesting for you rather than just a chore. Yeah, it's weird, um, isn't it? I, think I never really tough. thought about it like that, but like, I mean, I've I, been I think, yeah. college and stuff. We talk about this a lot and I think it's, it's passion, right? I, I think passion drives productivity. You know, I think the the most the best things that you know about have not been done in a nine to five. They've been done by people who have done it as a as a small project. You know, on a Friday night or over over their over their weekends. You know, to make whatever it is, whether it's whether it's Minecraft or Harry Potter or like you know, you name it. Like you'll find that the people the real Art and that the, what makes that thing good isn't isn't done isn't isn't manufactured right it was it was created out of someone's passion project right even like Google Mail and stuff you'll find that these things were made on a the Friday you know when Google had this policy of do whatever you want Fridays right. that's when some of the biggest innovations and like the best products that they make came from you know that really changed how i mean facebook for example was a was a university uh project i guess so yeah, that's right look, yeah. look at the history of it but it was well he, his motivation was to get revenge girls, yeah revenge and girls like that was that was pretty yeah. much well that's what the social network said i know that he's claimed that it's not accurate but mm -hmm. if you look around at the history of, of facebook, i bet he claimed that it wasn't accurate <laughs> yeah i wouldn't want people to know me i mean he was sued being, by uh, the winklevosses and they, he, they did settle and eduardo saverin did get a payoff and so a lot of the stuff in there did happen. Obviously, the specifics are not are not there, but it was essentially something that he did in his spare time at university. Was came up with this idea. It's pretty incredible. I think if people find a passion for something and they have some some skills, they'll they'll get there. It's uh, it's just sad that so many I, people I, follow I, the wrong I, path. I read recently that this week that the Winklevoss twins actually from that movie they're real obviously but they, they are, they're now like um, billionaires because they, they're worth like they, they have like loads of they bought loads of bitcoins like crypto stuff right. and so they're now like they're now like they owe like even just their bitcoin holdings are apparently about 1.3 billion wow. which is crazy isn't just it just slightly less than mine that's crazy I can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was a bit yeah. ranty for me this week in terms of Zack Snyder, but I just, I no, just it was very, uh, it was very enjoyable actually. Very interesting. I like, um, very passionate. Yeah. I could, I could I, talk about I, it all day. I think the best thing about it was that I love how you cast, you cast it perfectly because you know that Dave Batista or whatever is no longer gonna stand for being an orc, right? He's no longer, he's too successful now yeah. to have to put makeup on. He's gonna be Gandalf, yeah, because that's that's just how he rolls now. He's like. Hey, I'm Dave Bautista. I'm too too big for you now. Fuck you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get down for nothing. I ain't doing no big muscly orc. Get some other yeah. chump to do that. Uh, whereas you oddly know. enough, in Army of the Dead, having destroyed all these zombies and got out, he just works at a burger place. I'm thinking there's no way a man of that size would not be able to walk into any job in the security industry uh, <laughs> or, or become a mercenary because he's incredibly good at it. No, just flips burgers because Burger that way place. that way we feel sorry for him. You see, it's very simple. Like Zack Snyder yes. thought, what's the it's worst all, job Dave Bautista could do? Flipping burgers. Therefore, I think Dave Bautista is probably a very nice man. Although I don't know, and you can never fucking yeah. know, can you? Yeah. Well, let's get him on SAS. Who dares wins and see what he's all, <laughs> all about? All those people with this who are listening going, Dave Bautista's amazing. He's so nice. He kissed my aunt once and gave her his autograph, and he also drove her to the hospital. Yeah. Let's see him. Let's a, see him. Um, Jamie, fuck off. Let's fuck see off. him um, uh, dead drop off an oil rig. Let's see how he handles that one. Um, <laughs> let's see in, his in fucking Eurovision entry. What do yeah. you got, Dave? 
Yeah, I'll Dave. Crank one out. Fucking, you, you, I bet you that guy could, couldn't fucking write a song to save his life, or jump off an oil rig, or fucking uh, paraglide down the side of a steep mountain in Scotland, or anything. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, who knows? Or yeah. have a podcast called the Triforce <laughs> Podcast with me and Lewis <laughs> and Sips. Yeah, there's no Daves here. <laughs> right. They're not a single Dave. Where's your Dave. podcast, Dave? Yeah, Where Dave. Is it? Yeah, think, Where's your podcast? Think, think about that. Uh, right, love, that's love enough. Dave. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, as always. Yeah. New episodes every Wednesday on Spotify. Oh yeah, uh, and our sister podcast, uh, Pitch Plays. Oh yeah, how also... did you? How was your? How was your pitch received? You should. You should listen to it. No, I want you to just give me a TLDR <laughs> on that one. Paulie is the answer, really. I just, I just sort of talked. You know the usual. Yeah. I just talked over him and. Oh, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruined it generally yeah. uh, anyway thank you everyone have a good week we'll hopefully get some sunshine yes. enjoy. Uh, get some, enjoy enjoy the start of spring get some good good chemicals in your, in your stay frosty right, yeah. good luck bye bye, bye. bye.